Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 96, Always Okay, Even with Cancer and COVID-19, with Mary Franklin Smith. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Everyone, welcome back to Changeable. I'm really excited to introduce you to Mary in this episode. So, Mary, um, Mary and I recorded an episode that hadn't aired um, a couple months ago. I think we recorded it maybe in February, because around December, I think it was, Mary was diagnosed with skin cancer, and it was, you know, it was it was treatable. It wasn't anything to be extremely worried about. Um, but, but you know, it's cancer and she had to go through a lot of stuff and rearrange a lot of things in her life to kind of have some treatments and do all of that. And it was a really, really beautiful experience. It was amazing to watch and it was amazing to see her, how quickly for her things started to fall into place. So things around her career, for example, Uh, moves and changes she had been wanting to make and thinking about making and all of that just so quickly fell into place. Like her priorities realigned overnight without her trying to do a thing. And so much was opening up for her in terms of seeing that she's okay right this minute. It's not like she was saying, oh, if I could just go back to before I got this diagnosis, She she was seeing that through this diagnosis, she was better than she ever thought she was before she had it. So it was really beautiful, really awesome to see. We recorded a great episode that I was waiting to air. And then in um, March, Mary got COVID-19 and her son got it as well. Um, And she was down with that in various ways for a long time, over a month. She's still kind of just getting back to normal. Um, And that kind of took her another level deeper into all of this. She could see while her son was just struggling in so much pain, while she was struggling in so much pain, all the fear, all the worry, all the thoughts coming in that she was okay that it wasn't a someday I'll be okay, someday this will be over, I think we're going to recover, therefore we're okay. None of that. It was like now, now, right now I'm okay. And right before I spoke with Mary to record this episode last week, she had her first ever panic attack. And, you know, compared to skin cancer and COVID-19, panic attack might not seem like that big a deal. Well, she'd never had one and it was kind of a big deal, you know, and and you might know they're not the most comfortable thing. Um, same thing, same thing. Like it took her deeper. It was horrible and she was in it and she was like, what is this? And it was all, all the things panic attacks can be. But But even in the middle of it, as she'll describe, she knew she was okay. And for sure, on the other side of all that, it's like all of these things keep taking her deeper and deeper into her okayness with an emphasis on right now. (laughs) You know, again, not, not I will be okay, not when this all ends, like right this minute, even with this, I'm okay. So I love, love this message. Um, 
I love this conversation with Mary and I'm excited to share her with you. Hi, Mary. Thanks so much for coming on Changeable. Uh, Amy, thank you so much for inviting me. Really exciting. I'm really excited about this conversation um, because I know you are too. I know you have a lot to share, which is always really fun. It's like, ooh, I, like we're, we're having this conversation now at a point where um, you've been feeling things shifting a lot and saying even like, ooh, we should talk. So I just love, even in our emails back and forth, the, the feeling of, wow, something is... Mary's seen something new, so I know this is going to be good. So, um, so just for every everyone listening, um, yeah, tell tell me a bit about like you've recently had coronavirus and you've you're healthy now, thankfully. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about kind of how the last couple months have gone for you. Yeah. So if it's okay, I'll just go a little bit further back than that because yeah. at Christmas, um, I. Uh, grew something on my face which they originally thought was a mole and um, turned out to be a squamous cell carcinoma which is a type of skin cancer. So thankfully that was a stage one well differentiated skin cancer which I needed three separate small procedures uh, for but it did take up quite a lot of time over the period of a few months where I had open wounds on my face and then they found a third thing which needed testing on my stomach. So just just at the end of that third procedure was when I contracted uh, coronavirus. And overall, I was poorly with coronavirus for a month. So our conversation today comes maybe three days into me feeling physically healthy again. For the first time in what feels like quite a long time. Yeah. I've been recovering from several different things. Um, and whilst it's been, I would say it's been in equal measures, the, the most scary time of my life, really, mm-hmm. this year. And maybe because of that, I've had the most clanging insights, <laughs> the yeah. most significant insights. Well, probably, definitely because of that. So I'm not here to say I have felt like I've breezed through that time, wallowing in my own, bathing in my own inner peace. Absolutely not. But every time I've felt a rise in anxiety or fear, I have noticed a deepening of the peace as a result of that. Yeah. So it's both that I'm, that I'm, I guess I'm here to, to share and talk about. Yeah, that makes them makes sense. I think it makes so much sense. And I think it's really, really hopeful for people to hear too, because, you know, of course, like we're not, this isn't about everything suddenly becomes easy in life. Um, But I love that. Like it, like it falls apart even more, but then when it comes back together, maybe it comes back together in a bigger way. In a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess, you know, it's, it, it's um, probably an important place to start to say that obviously as, well, obviously at all, as a human being and as someone who works in mental health, I've spent quite a lot of time reading about, talking about anxiety and fear. Um, and when I came across the principles four or five years ago now, um, I had some insights and I had some um, moments of clarity around that, but nothing that, that touches the sides of what's happened in the last few weeks, really. Um, and, and, and I suppose the place to start is that I've I experienced anxiety attacks over the last few weeks 
and I've never had them before. <laughs> so I've never felt that. I've never felt that. And I had one around the time of um, the third procedure for the cancer treatment, and I had a couple during the coronavirus um, illness. And what happened, Amy, was that I, I didn't even know that that's what was happening because it was so real. It was so embodied. It was, I didn't even know that I was believing my thinking because it was so, I was in it. I was totally in it. And so when, and, and I, haven't, I haven't had that before where I've been so in it that I haven't had any experience that that's what was happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it so, does. So, so I just haven't experienced, I mean, obviously I've had moods, of course I have as a human, but for something to take almost what it felt like was to take over my body. And I've heard people say that so many times, but I'd never experienced it for myself. So I had this sensation of a tightening in the chest, feeling like I couldn't swallow, feeling like I couldn't get my breath. And during, during that, I suppose, what if you could call it an anxiety or panic attack, I had a feeling of being held so all this you know innate health this inner wisdom this this guide inside the you know inner sat nav all the language that i've used i've talked about i felt it i absolutely felt that i was being held that there was almost like and it wasn't this but almost like and i get now why people say it I can understand why people embody this feeling into a being, whether that be God or something else, because it's like someone whispering in your ear, you're going to be okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And you're feeling that panic and you're, and, and you're safe within that. Yeah. So what I've started to, what I've, what I'm really like a kid in a sweet shop, like I am safe no matter my experience. <laughs> because I think before I've thought I need to try and override it or I need to um, move through it quickly or I need to have insight into it or I need to be able to have distance from it and none of that is necessary yeah it's I am safe within it and I will feel it of course it's inevitable that when you're in the middle of having a coronavirus and recovering from a skin cancer you're probably going to have some thinking about that and it's likely that that thinking is going to make you feel you're going to feel that thinking and it's going to probably be of an anxious fearful flavor yeah. but it's the, the the sensation and it is a, it's a feeling embodied sensation rather than a thought mm-hmm. of love and being held in peace and safety. And, and, what I, and, and because I was sort of pinned to my bed for a few weeks there and I, couldn't, I didn't have the energy to get up, and I'm a, I, experience, I experienced Mary, I experienced myself as a very active, busy, I mean, you've, we've spent time together, Amy, running around, what can I do, lots of doing. And people have always said to me through my life, you know, what about just the being? You need to, and I was training as a therapist, we need to teach you to be. And I dismiss that because actually there's too much to do to be does that make sense yeah (laughs) um and people would say meditate no way meditate I can't sit there for 20 minutes so all that stuff I would dismiss and I would move through and I would see myself I would totally identify with this character of Mary being a busy bee really 
um, drama bod, you know, creative. And because I was pinned to my bed through the, the, the coronavirus, I couldn't do any of that. I couldn't even, I didn't have the energy to really engage in conversations. My body was just like, no, we just need to rest. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to Dr. Reese Jones. I spoke to lots of people from my team throughout the um, experience, which was very helpful. But one thing that Reese said was, your body's the pilot and your mind is like the co-pilot. You know, your body knows what, what absolutely what it's doing, where it's going, what it needs. Yeah. And your thinking can either distract from that or it can support that. But either way, your body's the, your body's the pilot. Yeah. As well as that, Sarah Parker, who's a, a, a colleague and friend of ours, I said to her one day, I don't trust my body at the minute. It grows these tumours. It gets coronavirus. And she said, you don't need to trust, your body doesn't need you to trust it. It will still do its thing. Yeah. And so it's just, oh, and, I, and I heard it, you know, I heard that. Um, because, and, so, and, and what I, so what I, I've started to see, and, I'm, and it's still unfolding, is when I, when I identify, when I see that that being, that wisdom in the body and the sensation is me, like that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I am. That's the true nature, or whatever you want to call it. And all the other stuff isn't to be. I'm not trying to um, dismiss it or get rid of it, so that I can just just turn up as true nature all the time. Because it's the whole human experience that's wonderful. Yeah. But when yeah. I align myself with that true nature, I, it it's one. It, that is a great experience. Does that make sense? Yes. So how do you say a little bit more about aligning yourself with the true nature? Like what does that look like or feel like? Okay. So a very easy example would be last night I worked until half past seven for my NHS job. And then at the time that I was supposed to be clocking off, um, I had the thought, well, the house is quiet. The children are in bed or, you know, occupied. Now I could do some more work. I could write some more on my book. I could do an episode for YouTube. I could, I could do something. And then I stopped for a minute and noticed that I was tired. I'm still really in recovery from the yeah. virus. And, and even if I wasn't, my body was like, no, I'm done. It's half past seven. I'm tired. And I can honestly say, as, and I could get embarrassed about this, but I would normally have ignored that and gone, well, never mind, because it's a good time to work, so we're going to do that. And I would carry on mm-hmm. working anyway. And last night, I didn't. And I thought, no, I'm going to get some tea and toast, and I'm going to go and watch a series in bed. Yeah. I cannot tell you how unusual that is for me. So to align myself with that being is to listen to and respect the wisdom of the body. Yeah. I love that. So the um, your body being the pilot, your mind being the co-pilot, and Sarah saying to you, it doesn't really matter if you trust your body or not. Your yeah, body doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> your body's yeah. still the pilot. You know, the, the co-pilot can trust the pilot or not. And either way, the pilot's flying the plane, right? So yeah. I just think that is so huge because... Because as you know, too, I'm sure like we share this with people and there's such a like, I don't know if I believe it. And, and I, I kind of hear what you're saying, but I don't fully trust it yet. And there's all this chatter around it, especially initially. And I think it's so big to see that's just that chatter doesn't really matter. 
We don't have to trust it. We don't have to believe it. We don't have to have evidence of it. You know, like it's beautiful when you do. And so I think everything you're sharing here today is like you dropping down into another level of absolutely knowing what's what and how life works. But either way, even before you dropped into this level, you know, whatever that means, but even before, like still life was loving you. Still, your body was the pilot. Still, it didn't matter really if you trusted it or not. You'd have an easier time when you did, but life was still going to move you forward, you know? And I just think that's, that's really cool for people to see that our, our trust and lack of trust and all that, that's just our mind having a conversation about it. Yeah. And people would say to me, especially in the first year or two of, of the innate health understanding, I would say, well, I don't understand this and I don't understand that. And people would say, well, you are where you're meant to be and you are on your journey. And I didn't like it when people said that. I found that very frustrating. Um, but, I ha- but that is true. Like I needed to go through that for me and go through all of those experiences because because I did. And, and, and then I saw what I saw when I saw it. And I saw what I saw when I saw it when I wasn't looking. Yeah. Like I was, I was poorly with coronavirus. I was just hoping to get better. I, I wasn't, I was not studying or reading or listening right. to podcasts <laughs> at all. So it's as everyone had been telling me, but I had to see it for myself. It was when I actually had nothing going on, nothing to read, nothing to learn. I was literally just laid there with the skylight <laughs> above me yeah. and I had that sensation and it's, and, and that's why people say, you know, through, Sid Banks always said, throw the tapes out the car, just yeah. live your life, you know, stop studying it. But, but I didn't. That's so big. I just, <laughs> it's funny, right before you said that, I was thinking of that exact quote. Like that's what, it, that's truly what it means to go live your life. We, we get a, a bit of a framework for this. We feel it a little bit, but then it doesn't deepen from further study. It de- like life had to show you, you could, cause you were a great studier. You still are. I'm sure if you want to be like, you could study and listen and do all that all you want. But like, like the, it's almost like this had to come through life itself showing you. And I think that's how it is for all of us. You know, we just want to, we want to speed it up by studying harder, but that's exactly the time to throw all that away and just go live. And that's why this is a new paradigm. Because everything in the old paradigm is about learning, reading, testing, you know, experiments, writing, studying, intellectualizing. And because I, I, I live and dwell, well, most of us do, in that old paradigm of wanting to, yeah, learn more, be more, see more, uh, uh, be the expert on, uh, I had, yeah, I, 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 I remember Jenny Kennedy saying something like this, Jenny and Rudy, I remember hearing them say that they'd almost, the principle had become something that they were good at. And then I remember listening to a podcast where they said something similar to that. And then they'd almost used it against themselves innocently and and, uh, unconsciously. And that had had been what had happened to me. Um, So it was about absolutely coming away from it all, which is so different from everything. It is so different from everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I sort of have this little conversation with myself where I, where I refer to the personality as I understand it of me, Mary, and I'll, and I've in a, in, in not in a condescending or, or mean way, but I'll, I quite often find myself saying over the last few weeks, oh, bless you, Mary. 
because yeah. <laughs> you've gone <laughs> off again you know and but also that I'm not I'm not I'm not frightened of that because I know I can for want of a better word tolerate be with whatever that brings yes because there yeah. is this wisdom there is this being there is this and I get why people would call it the father you know figure because it is it does feel like that it's just uh you know, last night at half past seven, I knew in my being and in my bones that I needed to rest. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I could have a conversation with myself about why I shouldn't. And I likely will again, but it doesn't change the fact that I knew that I needed to rest then. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so that, that's really the huge thing, I think, from, from your experience and what you've been seeing is that piece about, you know, when you're in the middle of the anxiety attack and, and also knowing that it's all okay. Another huge place where we use this against ourselves and get kind of innocently turned around because we think, obviously, as we would, we think, oh, well, this, this understanding is going to change my experience. Yeah. I'm not going to feel yes. a bunch of stuff I used to feel yes. or those feelings won't be yeah. those really yeah. panicky ones. If, I, if that's just my head, well, that's going to quiet down and that yes. won't show up anymore. Yes. And not at all. No, not at all. It's just you're not going to fear it. And no. that's the thing. Like people would, you know, especially for me, I've been in a situation and have people think that there's something worth listening to about it whether that's in can you hear me yeah yeah whether that's in um in the nhs or whether it's in my private practice or with my family whatever and then if i would be having a bad day people would say hey i thought you understood this new thing this innate health what you know and then i would think oh my god i obviously don't understand it enough and i missed it i missed the point as you say so so this is like you 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 totally get to show up fully in all the colors and experience it all and you're safe. It's like the best thing. It's like the best news. Yeah. But I'm four years in and I hadn't seen that that clearly until the last couple of weeks. And even next time you feel something big and you may not have that awareness in the moment like you did this time that you're safe. So like you're like you said, like you can be completely fully in the panic and not have that bigger sense, at least mm-hmm. not be aware of it in those moments. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm okay. This is okay. Like maybe you really truly in those moments think you're not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's beautiful though is that because you've because you have, because you kind of see this bigger picture, I don't know what that does. It doesn't consciously show up for you, but it, but you deeply know it. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, gosh, I'm trying to yeah. think of a good way to saying it. It's like you could be, you know, falling into a hole and you're still falling into a hole and you don't know where you're going to land, but somewhere within you, you know, you're going to land. <laughs> Because you know how holes and gravity and life work, you know what I mean? So it's almost like, I think, I think deep within us, we start to just see, like, that's what, it, what we kind of mean by our grounding shifting. Deep within us, we start to see that we are safe, even when in a moment, you have absolutely no conscious knowing of that or awareness yeah. of it. Yeah. And that, and that did happen a a couple of times after that first experience. So it took, I remember I was downstairs in the kitchen. I was trying to cook a meal for the first time in a few weeks after coronavirus, trying to do something a bit more normal and having this tightening of the chest and feeling like, and I spoke to a nurse friend of mine, a general nurse friend of mine who, because I rung her, I rung her to say, 
how much longer is it going to take for me to get over the coronavirus? And, you know, what's going on with the tightness of, of the chest? And she listened. She asked me a few questions and she said, I'm not sure that's coronavirus. I reckon that feeling you're describing sounds, I mean, I'm no expert on mental health, but it sounds a little bit like anxiety to me. And I was like, oh my God, absolutely, <laughs> that's what it is. But because I, and then as soon as I saw that, not within seconds, but within the next half hour, that tightening of chest had gone. Mm-hmm. And then the next few times it came back, mostly when the news was on or other people were talking about coronavirus, I had a different experience of it. Mm-hmm. And then it, it came and went, came and went, came and went. Do, do, yeah. do you see? So, so, yeah. so for me, it's like, I don't feel in any way, and maybe I should, some people will think I should, I don't feel embarrassed of my human experience. I don't think there's anything that I shouldn't share or say that I'm feeling because if I can feel it, then it's a normal thing to feel because it's a part, must be part of being human. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't see it's part of my personality to feel this way. Right. Like a lot of people will describe, and I definitely used to think yeah. it's just part of being human. So yeah. therefore, anything's okay to share. Yeah. And you don't need to try and suppress any of it or be embarrassed of any of it or, or apologize for any of it. And I think that is another huge piece yeah. for me. And hopefully, well, I will be huge. It is, it is a big thing to see because it's, it doesn't mean anything about me that I go from this to this to this. It's just life living me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it just is so, I don't know, it keeps coming back for me how, how our minds just want to give that a grade or a progress report or like say it's good or bad or it means something, you know, there's just so much of that wanting to happen. Like there was a, a, a woman on our forum today who was saying she's, a, she's new to all this several, like six weeks in and she's in our graduate community now. And she was, she was saying how, you know, it seems like everybody's so upbeat and everybody's found all this freedom. And she, because of coronavirus, just had to close her yoga studio and write an email to everyone saying that the studio is closed and she's probably not going to reopen it. And she's not feeling very upbeat and she feels like a failure because everyone else is upbeat. (laughs) And it's like, oh my gosh, like honestly, no one on earth is, it has to ever feel upbeat any moment of their lives. It has nothing to do with anything, but I can't imagine that on a day where you're having to say goodbye to people and close a studio, you're supposed to feel any different than exactly how you feel. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just, and and she knows that, but it's so interesting. And to hear it, to hear how her mind wants to come in and say, oh, you should be having a different experience, even of this because you've seen something and you've learned something. No, not at all. What we've seen and learned, just like you said, I mean, it does not at all take any feeling off the table. Yeah. Not in the least. Yeah. But yeah, it's understandable that we would be, we would, we would think that we were supposed to feel and, 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 and respond in certain ways because we're told it. We're, yeah. It's understandable that we would think that we were, that we shouldn't, some feelings are normal and some others are because of all the diagnoses that we've got yeah. that, you know, and, 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 and that's reinforced wherever you look. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, and that's the thing about this new paradigm is it's, it is significant. Yeah. It's a significant new paradigm in psychology. It is however you want to look at it. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And, and, that we, and that our minds, no matter, again, no matter what we see, I mean, our, our mind can get a little quieter and we can come to see it for what it is. 
you know, not 100%, but more and more, but that we have this mind that part of what it does is constantly look and say, how you doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I feeling? How's it going? What does this mean about me? Like that's literally kind of the point of the mind, right? So, yeah. so of course, like you said, it's so understandable. Of course, our mind also is going to say, how am I doing? How's it going? How am I feeling? And tell stories about that. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, it's, what is it? You can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created it, you know, and, 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 and also you you can't tell someone people have got to experience it for themselves and see what they see and look where they look, you know, and there's so many, and I'm really interested at the minute in my relationship with like social media, I'm not here to tell you what to do or what to think, where to look. I'm, I'm just here to say, look, you might want to look in this direction, but do what feels right for you, which is so different from so many of the treatments and the things that we try and prescribe or, it's it it really is significantly it's significantly different and for me to have been pinned to the bed essentially for two weeks was what it took for me to to realize what actually was quietly going on beneath as you say all the whole time anyway yeah i'm so curious to see how um how this continues to play out and even as i say that i'm like not like like let's not watch it and 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 check up on Mary and see like how she's progressing or anything like that because that's all mind garbage too. But but it is it is fascinating when I can feel it in talking to you because I've felt it myself and we see we've seen it in others how it's like you you just fall another layer like you see another level another level of depth to this and how when that sort of happens, that's just the beginning. Like that's, it's not like you fall this level and now you're done. It's like all, yeah. now everything rearranges and you're going to, yeah. you keep, you know, the insights kind of keep growing and keep, uh, keep bubbling up in different ways. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be just, it's just cool. I just love that we work this way, you know, that we yeah. see things and then those things continue to grow. And that it's never done. And that, you know, I'll yeah. have hopefully a conversation with you in however many months, weeks, years time where I'll go, oh, so now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And I never want to get to the end of that. Whereas I think I before I did, like I remember in my first ever three principles retreat with Kimberly Hare, standing in the circle on day two saying like, where's the laminate? Where's the bullet points? I need to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just didn't have a clue. Yeah. And, and to see it as, as, you know, um, it's a treasure hunt it's just exciting it's or it's and it, but it doesn't always feel exciting too it can feel frustrating it can feel whatever and you're safe yeah. it's wonderful yes it is awesome thank you so much for sharing this mary i love it i love that you've been through all this i know you know even when you had the cancer diagnosis already so much was starting to open up and shift for you and then this on top of it it's just it's really exciting to see and i'm glad you're healthy thank you me too thanks amy Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. Talk to you next week.